and we are live once again and what a significant edition of the mcw cast this is our one year anniversary of being right here in the mcw studio presenting this podcast to all of the mcw faithful with that said i'm legacy mcw announcer larry legend i'm mcw promoter dan mcdevitt and i'm tara director john rollins and that's the story, Morning Glory, the director, <laughs> the man behind the scenes that really puts it all together in between us being here every Tuesday night, cuts it all up, flies in the graphics, the lower thirds, all of those good things that make the MCW cast what it is. So we are so happy to have you in the hot seat for this edition, our one-year anniversary of the MCW cast, John. Oh, we can't forget <laughs> our other <laughs> producer. We have an back extra there. seat we this have, week. We have an extra yeah, seat, so, remember? So we got the camera facing backwards so that we also could have... An introduction from... Hey, what's up? What's going on, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of doing 20 things at once, but uh, we'll make it work. Thank you, guys. I guess I was going to leave... Producer. Steve's, yeah, producer... Intro for you. You're an int- you're an MC like I am, so I was gonna I was gonna <laughs> kind of pave the way for you to do that. But yes, Steve Diaz, mm-hmm. our producer of the MCW cast from day one. Correct. Yeah. So weeks ago, you had asked that trivia question mm-hmm. about who uh, were the only two people who had not missed um, an I, episode of the cast. And I had thought that you meant Steve and myself because we have not missed an episode. So Steve was a bonus answer. Right. Uh, what I was thinking was you and Danny Mays, I another know. announcer of MCW, who does the commercial. Just because his voice. His voice is heard every, yeah. episode. every episode. So that's who I was thinking about. But absolutely, you're absolutely right. Our producer, Steve. It's very much part of the glue that binds this oh, cast together. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, you're too kind. Go on. So we're, <laughs> we're going to pull back the curtain on this episode mm-hmm. um, and kind of let people see behind the curtain on our one-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, obviously, John Rollins, they may know um, from saying commentary and Flashback Friday. Flashback Friday says yeah. Ricky Owens um, and Steve Diaz, they may recognizes wrestling on the show as Lore Diaz. Lore, that's time. right. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, with multiple tasks, but this is essentially the team, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. that's um, made this work. And, you know, going forward, they're doing a lot of the production with the TV and everything that we're doing. Um, you know, at the at this point, um, you know, this airing, we're working with, you know, taking our product on the, like, Fight TV and IWTV two of the big platforms um, for independent wrestling we're working on. And these are the guys that kind of got us there. We had the confidence to do it with improving production and everything. And it all all kind of stems back to the cast. Like when we started doing this a year ago while we were in the pandemic and um, improving a lot of things. So these are these guys are an important part of the team. So I thought this would be cool to kind of do this on our year episode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and also, well, Tara. Oh, well, I just wanted to throw a couple of things. You were speaking about platforms real quick. And yes. I just wanted to thank all of our listeners who have been on this year-long journey with us and who have checked us out on, liked us, shared us, commented on Facebook and YouTube, but also listening on the podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, CastBox, and of course, all of our people who have sent us cups of coffee over yes. the last year. Yes, indeed. To um, our coffee club members. So thank mm-hmm. you for that as well. Yes, thank there you. We go. That's right. <laughs> and you know what I was going to say, and Tara, I know that you can you can testify to this, and Dan as well. The, the, the nucleus of any successful pro wrestling company is a strong communicative office. 
And that was what you first kind of recruited me for was office. That was even my nickname. Yep. And part of the office is the production. We are the ones, the announcers, the, the cameramen, the graphics department. We have the ear of the promoter. And uh, I can attest to it. And I know everyone else that's in this room right now, Dan stays on communicating with us as a group in our own little office group chat. And uh, to anyone out there that's thinking like, oh, what makes a company like MCW you know, last for 23 years? It's having that good uh, administrative side of the production that makes the shows seamless. Even though we're pulling our hair out a lot of the times on show days, we communicate with one another. We are on the same page. We have production meetings. And that's kind of been part of the course for MCW is ever since I came around. So, mm-hmm. you know, the office is, is critical to your success. But I, I think there's I think there's a different there's another level to that that I'd like to kind of give my opinion on. Please I think do. it kind of relates to I can compare it in the same way to like we're, you know, a week and a half out of like last call mm-hmm. and it was a, a a big show was really important but um, from a different level um, from a wrestling standpoint and the talent standpoint that event ended with um, Ken Dixon ending the reign of um, Brian Johnson. Thank and it God. It was really emotional. <laughs> the fans were really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they were electric the whole night. They were night. electric yeah. the whole night. And uh, like Ken, you know, stepped in and kind of picked up the flag. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, there was, uh, um, it was, there was symbolic yeah. that night of, of mm-hmm. Ken kind of taking the reins of the bruiser that the bruiser left behind and carrying the the torch of the company so to speak and you know you don't just get that spot because of your hard work but you know ken really truly loves mcw um and it's one of the reasons that i think he elevated himself you know because he elevated himself to, yeah. to kind of that point the same thing with like all of the the people here in this table like everybody gets to this and it's not just with me communicating but there's a general passion and love that you have to have for the company yeah. to be there because like truthfully too, like the five of us, even like that are kind of the core of everything, we butt heads on stuff sometimes. Whether it be, you know, <laughs> personal, politics, inner, you know, whatever stuff, we butt heads on stuff, but there's never a, that's I think the one of the thing, the difference in cool is like you see, you know, I see, I'm in real estate and see structures of other businesses and stuff and a mm-hmm. lot of times like management, like, people are hard like we we can get nasty with one another but you know what i mean like seriously oh yeah right or wrong like (laughs) we can all like kind of like get mad and scream at each other on a chat and this Mm -hmm. was screwed up and that screwed up i mean we joked a couple weeks ago about like that show that was lost with like leo and tara's you know like Mm -hmm. we're but like we can all like get mad and then you know 10 minutes later it's like all right whatever like Mm -hmm. you know on on to the next show it's like family yeah it's like a family it's really a weird dynamic that is kind of it's really because of everybody has the same love for the company and the advancement of the company that like you can have all this you know it's really it's just weird it's I, I don't see that in like you know what I mean a lot of times people are like mad to you know they don't want to to back talk their boss or have a disagreement because they might get fired where mm-hmm. here it's like nothing's ever like everybody has their core responsibilities and doesn't matter what personal issues come in between. Because at the end of the day, like that, that core when it's based around the company or MCW is really solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because everybody genuinely yeah. really cares and loves the company, even mm-hmm. as much as like getting this set up is like mm-hmm. when we were started talking, everybody was just kind of just busting their ass. Yeah. 
you know what I mean, to even get this off the ground because for this to go from idea to like concept to like and actually happening, it was a lot involved. There was a lot of steps. I mean, this was just like an old room that was like ceiling falling <laughs> it in. It was so bad. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. it was so bad. So to get, <laughs> so that to, to visualize and then to kind of get it, and then a year later here we're we're still here in fifty-two episodes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get that. It doesn't. That stuff doesn't happen because no one's making a living. It's not like everybody's MCW is providing a living. It's a passion and a love for something to kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had somebody important. say to me the other day, like two days ago, they're like, you need to get a hobby. You're always working. I'm like, well, I have wrestling. They're like, you work at wrestling. I'm like, oh, it oh, feel like but it's not really. Yeah, exactly. Right. It doesn't right. feel like work. I mean, I'm here like multiple days a week and it doesn't feel like work. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, sometimes it does. sometimes it does when you go home and you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know. I kind of see this as my, you know, it, it gives me the same <clears throat> joy as a hobby would. So. For me, a right, right. Yeah, Absolutely. it's hard to explain until you like you you can have all this work, but like the the last call was just a great show that like everybody just at the end when it culminated with what it was for like Ken the kind mm-hmm. of passing of the torch that it was for Ken because everybody was so supportive. Um, you know, when you do that and you it's just I don't know it makes it all worth it. It makes it not feel like work. Just like hey man, this was this was awesome. Right. Yeah. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Speaking of last call, our guest that we had last week was um, at last call as well. We had Megan Bain on here. Um, she's a relative newcomer to MCW. We've had her on the last few shows. And, um, you know, she's really making a name for herself. She was and, on uh, AEW yeah. Dark against another mm-hmm. a former guest of the cast and someone that performed, Layla Gray. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was neat. I didn't even realize that was happening. She's Megan so, like, seemingly, like, humble. I was like, how come you didn't promote that? You know, it was like, you know, and she got a win. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, over Layla, over Layla, yeah. It was like so, two women from the MCW Women's Division on AEW Dark. Um, if you didn't, it's Dark Elevation, right? Um, so it's been episode like a week ago, like right after, right after New Year's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That synergy right there. Yeah. Yes, so. indeed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I felt it percolating even when she was here with us that it wouldn't be too long before we were seeing Megan Bain somewhere else. And how about her uh, facing Erica Lee, subbing for Veda Scott yeah. at uh, MCW Last Call mm-hmm. and finished her off, another guest of the cast, previous guest of the cast, yeah. Erica Lee, finished her off with a jumping tombstone pile driver. Wow. Well, that's her finish. She yeah. Dark yeah. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about something else with the last show. How freaking crazy was that, like, two or three days leading <laughs> oh into God. the last call? Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, not just the last two or, th- the two or three days before, but, like, two or three hours before. Two or three Two hours or three before. minutes before. I mean, like, everything. It was constantly in flux. It was yeah, with all the outbreak. And I don't everything. think we've ever had a show that the lineup has changed in so I many mean, ways. I mean, s- not just yeah. days, but I think. The day of the show it was like yes. a couple yeah. within day hours, of. like, mm-hmm. hey, I tested out. positive. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. We lost Bro Keller that day. We lost Veda Scott. Veda Scott. And, er- and Erica Lee, give her, like, cause she, you know, she's someone that literally dropped what she was doing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When I called and said, hey, you know, because we had to go, you know, the Maryland has, you know, um, Maryland has testing guidelines. They have COVID guidelines, you know, requiring vaccines and things like that. So it was like, okay. And, and, you know, the, the Maryland Athletic Commission was so stressed out, they didn't want to have to deal with, like, a new licensee or stuff right. like that. So I'm like, okay, I need a girl. 
I need someone that's licensed. I need someone that's vaccinated, mm-hmm. you know, that they have a vaccine <laughs> card. You know what I mean? And then I need them to be able to drop what they're doing right now and come to the building. Like yeah. literally hours like right before now. the show. Hours <laughs> before the show when you live hours away. Mm-hmm. In you know another I mean? state. So exactly. in another state. So, um, yeah, props to her. Yeah, she was there to answer the call. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and everybody else that stepped up. Mm-hmm. At the, it was really, it really was crazy. So I just, <clears throat> I was, I'm still scarred from the shutdown initially where it was like three, you know, three days before <clears throat> and the commission's like, yeah, oh, the yeah. governor's going to shut the state down. And I'm like, for a cold? Yeah. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? And then 17 <laughs> months later, we're just about to run. So I was like, you know, because there was people that would ask, like, is this show going to happen? And I would just snap at them. Like, Don't even bring that up. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I didn't even want to. I didn't even want to. I, I seriously, like, my, I was like, the, the stress level was there, but I was mm-hmm. trying to not reach a peak that I was like, don't even bring this up to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Th- this show's happening. You know? And uh, so, yeah, it was just. But, man, it was just culminating right up until the bell rang. It was yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. It was definitely one of the more stressful events, I think, that I've been a part of in a long time. But as with other occasions, everything fell into place, and the people had one hell of a last call right here at the MCW. Yeah, and to the fans, too, the people that miss it, there was lots of posts on the page from, like, regulars, names that I recognize, saying, hey, I tested positive. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, wow. you know, yeah, like lots and in the in the Facebook fan group, people that I just recognize from being longtime mm-hmm. fans. So shout out to them for doing the right thing. And I know they would, you know, I hate that I missed it, but my wife tested positive yesterday, so I'm not going to be able to come. Like, I wasn't sure if I was going to be here. I, I was surprised. I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I saw you. I was like, wait. I waited and waited, and when that negative test came back on Wednesday, I was like, thank you. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I Were was, you testing every day, or you just waited a couple No, of I days? waited, but I tested everybody around me, and everybody, I isolated myself in my half of the house and just stayed away. I mean, it stunk because it was over Christmas, but, um, you know, it was. I really wanted to make sure I was here for the show because we weren't we didn't have anybody backstage really and um i you know for those of you don't know i do the um uh backstage interviews and segments and everything that gets bumped out on uh social media during the show is nine times out of ten coming from my phone and um you know so it it was a lot it was really important that i be there because i knew that we didn't have other people that would normally be there it was you know yeah, not going to lie. I like, actually messaged Rosarian and was like, hey, uh, I don't know if Tara's going to be there, but <laughs> you may have to step up and really take charge like, of these promos. Yeah, she and I were talking, too. I was like, I, I'm really going to be there. I, I swear. I feel good. I'm okay. I'm going to be fine. But we had talked about, like, a backup plan. I'm like, I'll just FaceTime you. I'll wor- uh, we'll just walk through <laughs> everything. Like, it'll be okay. So, yeah, it was, and it that, was but very that, stressful. That, that goes along with how crazy it was because that's one of the things and one of the things that's kind of out that they talk about with people that are vaccinated not really having symptoms it's like that was one of the craziest thing is because like some people it's like no i'm good and then the next morning now i'm not good anymore right. oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like right. wait a minute you were fine yesterday you don't yeah. you know what i mean I know. it's like so it was um that's one of the things that just added layers to it that it was you know it was just a lot of people just you know and some of the people that yeah man i t- tested positive but i was fine yesterday and you know, I tested myself this morning, the day of the show, and, and I'm, ne- I'm know, positive. I'm, not, I'm yeah. positive. You know, so yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just. So crazy. that's one I will say. For as much as we 
are not fans of all of the rules and regulations that the Maryland State Athletic Commission likes to throw at us. I am grateful that they did require negative tests and they do require vaccinations and things like that because we were able to put on a show and we were able to filter out people who were sick who would have otherwise, I mean, we've all worked sick, right? But yeah. not mm. sick, sick. So, you know, I, I feel like they deserve a little credit there, even though we're, we don't generally <laughs> like all of their rules because some of them, you know, quite honestly are, Makes you scratch your head sometimes and think, do we really have to go that far? But anyway, it did protect us and, you know, it did create, um, you know, an environment that we were able to put on a show safely. And, so. I, and I think you, you do got to give the credit to the talent mm -hmm. because, you know, we wouldn't have known. I mean, people could have just blown it off. And, you know what I mean? I, you know, so the fact that people were stepping up and saying, hey. Or, you know, one or two of them that were like, no, but I'm caught. Like, I don't have an ability to take a test, but I'm coughing and I got fever. Mm -hmm. and I'm, You know what I mean? Right. Just Okay, stay there. Right. Just <laughs> that in general, I think yeah. we got to give out. And we had backstage producers and all, too. So mm -hmm. it was like we, we weren't just losing. So, like, all in all, like, leading up the day or two before, I'm like, okay, we got. I got to have the main event. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you hate, as a, from a promoter, that's was like the worry about things. It's like, okay, I know how I want I know how this show was going to arc you know and I know what we were trying to get to and what the real meaning of the show was like so all right you guys just don't go anywhere like just stay <laughs> in your houses yeah you know what I mean <laughs> don't touch anything Get a bunch of hand sanitizer, <laughs> yeah. you guys. Just stay in your house. You for were days. like enforcing an MCW bubble remotely. <laughs> remotely, <laughs> like you're remotely. in the bubble. Yeah, you're in the bubble. Only do right, anybody, Johnson, do you don't anybody you coming over for Christmas? You do okay. Tell them not to. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know I, mean? I canceled Christmas. Yeah. I had to. Yeah, or yeah. get one of those. You're not nuclear the only one. Wastes. I know. Are you going to feel uncomfortable sitting in a nuclear waste suit in your family? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, cause that's what I need you guys to do. Because I can't have uh, an accident here. Oh, trust me. After making all those videos for each uh, participant, I was just like, oh, please, please don't let my hard work <laughs> yeah. get away. Yeah. <laughs> please. Uh, well, speaking of hard work, we're going to come. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about some of the things that go into all of the, the production side of the show. And um, so we'll see you in just a minute after this quick break. Fuel the MCWcast by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash MCWcast. And for just $3, you can buy the cast a coffee. Or you can choose to become a member of the cast for just $5 a month and get several additional perks. That's buymeacoffee.com slash MCWcast. And we're back here at the MCWcast. Dan McDevitt, Tara, Larry Legend, and my partner in crime, one of the best production people that I've ever seen or worked with. John, the floor is yours. Mr. Rollins, a pleasure to have you on the cast. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Putting me over like that. After, this is all, this is what the, what we do, my friend. We put each other over. A rising tide lifts all ships. Even though I sound kind of tinny, we're gonna run with it and maybe hopefully fix it in post. But speaking of post, I know that you come across a lot of uh, technical difficulties when it comes to putting together these podcasts, the videos. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, before we even get to that, when you first came here to MCW, did you ever imagine that you were going to be able to uh, give such an impact? No, because when I first started, I started in 2017. As trained into wrestle. As a student, yeah. Yeah, right. And, um, like, I just wanted to be in the ring, mainly just talk, and then... 
what was it in uh 2018 i just made a video for uh what was it nick aldis and brandon scott and then you, the world title match yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you had messaged me and i <laughs> i had a little bit of anxiety because i was waiting for you to be like don't post it like don't post anything that we haven't approved of and then you were like oh like the video is good you should talk to brian about uh joining the production team i was like okay <laughs> okay cool <laughs> But I yeah. first, but I first remember my first memory of you. I think it may have been before that or right around that time. Um, that I need to like <laughs> acknowledge here is there's no one, including me, that's owned MCW since 1998 that knows more about MCW. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Than you. <laughs> oh gosh! Like, yeah. I remember like, saying to like RJ and Dean, like, "Who is this freaking guy?" Yeah. <laughs> that knows about stuff about MCW that I don't know and I don't remember <laughs> from like two th- like it could be a match from 2001 mm-hmm. title change at a title right. change at a freaking Denton Volunteer Fire right. Hall mm-hmm. Whatever. And, he, yeah. and I'm like who like I would I remember thinking like they were messing with me <laughs> like seriously <laughs> like about that they him, were like, feeding him like that they were right. feeding him <laughs> stuff to like bring up or having conversation around me just to rib me, and I was trying not to sell the rib. <laughs> right, right. Like, right. I was like, because there's no way this freaking dude that's a student or whatever at this school knows about something that happened at, like, the Denton right. Volunteer Fire Hall mm-hmm. in right. 2001. Yeah. Like, because I don't remember. Right. Yeah. Well, when we're doing episodes of the cast, and, you know, if you ever see me check my watch, and then all of a sudden I chime in with a year, it is not because I've suddenly remembered it, because I promise you my memory is not that good. But John's is, and so he'll feed it to me and say, oh, that was in... Ni- you know, 1998, uh, you know, on August 14th. And I, and I have no memory of this. You yeah, know? And I, I, that's all I would say. And I'd say, dude, you're and they and they'd be like, Dan, we're not ribbing you like that. Dude <laughs> is the MCW encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's always fun when I bring up a flashback Friday match. and You're like, that happened. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't. I, you know, it's it's weird. I don't know whether it's the CTE in me or just it, <laughs> I don't have the room for it, but well, that's why I'm saying that I've I've been dropped on my head a lot worse or a lot less than anybody. Yeah, 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 myself included. (laughs) John, you just brought up something I wanted to talk about, which was Flashback Friday. Mm. Um, How so? For those of you who don't know, John is in charge of Flashback Friday. Um, He puts these together. He pulls these matches from who knows where because we've clearly forgotten about half of them. (laughs) Uh, But tell us a little bit about how. Um, that idea came about, and um, also let us know what Flashback Friday is this week. So the Flashback Friday, we like, this is before we had like a big YouTube presence, and we were like just trying to figure out what more what other content we what can put do, up there. Yeah. yeah, and I think you had actually brought up like let's put up old matches, and I got I got to give credit to Diaz for coming up with the graphic for it, <laughs> and I just picked random matches that I think people you know appreciate. And we and just <laughs> go up on YouTube. And he knows I always get excited when it's like, oh, you found another old Leo Rush match? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good for at least 50,000 hits on right. YouTube. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, Leo, oh, Mickey James. Right. Yeah, and Leo, Mickey James, or someone. But, I mean, something about Leo and our freaking <laughs> – I mean, the dude is just freaking like I think he's like in the top six of our top ten videos. Always. Yeah. yeah. Always. Well, and, 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 the f- and 
Scarlet Bordeaux, mm-hmm. too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and a know. lot of the intergender things. But, yeah. you know, the format is great. I um, When you had asked me to take on Rage TV, I had started a, a section in, in Rage TV that said From the Vault. And that was whole episodes, whole shows from the archives where you've gotten a lot of these from. But they were really time-consuming because they were, you know, on, some of them were on VHS. They were not good quality, so trying to get oh, them. Oh, they're coming. I, they're I have all the DVDs. I, know, I, I have the you, tapes. I gave and you I'm, all the tapes. All, yeah. all of that stuff. Um, oh, yeah. They're but, all they're all. Oh, why so, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, <laughs> why, why am I not? Shot? I gave them a whole box of. I grabbed. I had RJ's tapes. I had everything. But yeah, so I had tried to do that initially. But I don't have the equipment. I don't have the time. And I did. And and what you came up with, you know, doing match specific matches is so much more digestible. Um, you know, there are still a couple of old episodes up there on Rage TV and the from the vault section. But mm-hmm. I think that this is. Um, you know, somebody that is interested or, you know, or is new to MCW and is interested in the past might not want to go back and watch, you know, a three hour show from the North Point flea market, you know, that <laughs> may have had some questionable matches in there in the first place. Right. But they might really want to go back Ticket and Ticket seller see, matches. Right. Exactly. Something <laughs> specific. <laughs> so. Yeah. There, yeah. And some of that there is. Look, there was an error. Um, yeah, there's there's. An error, I would say. Um, error or error? Error. Error. <laughs> error. There, error. There, there is an error, there era an error full of errors, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. For, you know, especially like, you know, 2008, 2008 <laughs> through. Well, listen, man, there was, was like 2008 wrong. through 2012 or 13. That was when the freaking, like it really, like the economy crashed. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Was that? That was right after Ruthless Aggression. Yeah, and it was yes. like Green Room when we only really did Green Room. Like it really, the economy then at that time with the housing market crashing, it, mm-hmm. it impacted a lot. I just, like, you, it was tough to sell 150, mm-hmm. 200 tickets at the Green Room. Yeah. And you know? we didn't have a training center. Yeah, we you didn't. Know? You're true. There was so a lot of things that probably th- played into it that we didn't have that your normal, I guess, like ecosystem of what makes wrestling shows kind of go mm-hmm. and sell tickets yeah i do definitely think the economy played a part in it because and that's that's when i remember we were doing like once a month and then we'd have yeah. conversations with fans like fans would because dennis would always t- he'd say look you know hey maybe we should start back into like every other month because fans are like hey things are tight think you know we can't afford every month so we kind of like at the green room days we went to like every other like mm-hmm. six probably like four years we only did like yeah. six shows a year yeah and they were just green room shows. Most of them didn't have, yeah. say, national stars. Yeah. Right. You know? I mean, yeah. we held it down, and we survived and kind of pushed through. It wasn't until we, we came to Joppa, mm-hmm. and that was like 2013, and we were like, hey, this is a bigger building. Maybe we should go back to the format of bringing in. Mm-hmm. You know, like now, and we like Scott Hall, and then mm-hmm. it was it was that yeah. that transition to Joppa that yeah. w- became the MCW Arena that kind of made us go back that business route. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember the last couple of shows we had at the Green Room. We were like, I mean, what six hundred people or something there? I mean, we were getting good crowds in there, but we were bringing in some comp. like we had we had <laughs> a lot of comps. <laughs> like when um, we went to the Adult Day Center and yeah, we invited all yeah. those people and two hundred people. With that's a story that could get up. us canceled if I. Th- <laughs> no, it was really awesome. It was like this real like connection to a community that wouldn't have normally had access to come to our show, and they came and you know. Um, uh, but here's the thing. Yeah. I can I can touch on this a little bit because <laughs> when we get back to ch- 
give the nuts and bolts of it. Do you remember that? When we, and there was a lot of people in wheelchairs. I think this is, um, I must have been living in yeah. New York at this time. or uh, I think okay, you so are still there, yeah. I can give the, the PG um, version of this. Essentially, there were, like, that was at a time where we were heavily comping the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, because things were just, it was tougher to sell tickets. But we didn't have a lot of expenses because we didn't have national names. It was like our guy, so... Our budget was so so we would we would comp and I, I gave and normally there's a um normally there's a, like a rule of thumb like as a promoter like if you give away a hundred tickets like twenty percent the rule of thumb mm-hmm. like you give away a hundred tickets you might get twenty or twenty five that right. show up yeah so <laughs> it was a show and we and it was um there was a lot of you know handicapped well we had gone to i think jimmy cicero arranged this Mm -hmm. if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. we had gone to an adult day center that uh it was i have to tell you out of all the things i've done in this in this career this was one of the most rewarding days i've ever had it was nice it was really nice because we got to interact with people who they were serious wrestling fans i mean they They had like photo albums filled with most of them were wheelchair bound yeah and um you know know, varying degrees of physical limitations and so forth but it was really rewarding like i felt good you know, just getting to meet people I wouldn't have normally gotten to meet, yeah. right? <coughs> so, <laughs> so I, and I'm like, well, you know, I got this stack of 200 comps. I'll just, I'll just get hey, them come all to our them. next show. They're not going to use them all, and they may not even use them at all. And wow. like, 13 buses <laughs> showed up <laughs> with, you know, 13 buses full of people in, in wheelchairs, mm-hmm. right? Which isn't a problem. It's nothing wrong with that. Unless you're running in a bar that has a liquor license and there's laws and about bleacher like seats and bleacher, yeah. you know, <laughs> and how many people, how many handicap, how many like the, you know, the bathrooms are handicap yeah. accessible. So there's laws like in their liquor license right. could be lost. There were steps they had to go up and down <laughs> being prepared for that a little to get into the bar. Side. And I didn't know that yeah. until that day when they <laughs> lost their mind because 13 buses of people in wheelchairs. Pull up. <laughs> that said, they the were the room. best damn crowd. They Weren't were they? The best crowd. They really, really I, were. I, I, I must crowd. not have it been was, around for this. Yeah. It was I would have remembered it. Um, it one was, of the, like <laughs> me and Dennis for twenty years or whatever in business together, and knowing each other, we've always been real good about like not if we've got upset, like not blowing up at a show, uh, <laughs> and like you know have it out on the phone or whatever afterwards. <laughs> He lost his mind on. <laughs> I'm sure. And I could. I just was like, I just never thought. Dennis did, did, did the lady at the green room lose her mind too? Like I, I feel like I remember so, her running around panicked. So she was losing her mind, um, but she really lost her mind when um, I was, I was um, she because they were worried about their liquor license, mm-hmm. understandably. And at this point, there's 150 wheelchairs in there. And as people listening, there's probably, I know we got a lot of longtime fans like Greg and Andy, uh-huh. Charles. Um, they they were probably at the show, right. so they'll probably remember it. It was definitely one that you, you wouldn't forget. Um, it's probably 150, you know, 150 to 200 wheel. I think they used every comp ticket. <laughs> and um, and I'm like, I just didn't register. And they were really freaked out about their liquor license. Like, they're like, we will get shut down. We will have to go in front of the liquor board. We are not prepared for this. 
like we can't service them, we can't take care of them the way they need to be taken right. care of because what yeah. if someone gets hurt? If someone get hurt, yeah. What if I'm a like, drunk oh. person runs into them? Or I mean, who knows? They're and she was yeah. and Dennis is like, yeah, what's wrong? He's like, t- he's totally, <laughs> he's totally turned heel on me. Yeah. The NWO is the two owners of the green room in Dallas, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Hogan. They're putting the boots to me, right. and and they're throwing the trash in the ring, and I'm just there taking it. And um, <laughs> I can't really say anything because it's registering like this was a big misstep on my part that I didn't take these things into consideration. So I'm trying to like take it on the chin, but still be like, hey man, and I'm like, hey, you know what I mean? This is a true story. Dennis loves this story. <laughs> I did. I was there. <laughs> So Dennis, they're, they're yelling at me at the at the front of the green room as the last bus is coming in, and it's just wheelchairs everywhere. They can't fit. And they're smiling and ready to see wrestling. There, there are stretcher beds. Oh, that's where it's coming. <laughs> no. Listen, this is not a <laughs> joke. This is this is comedic timing of something that would be in a in the best comedy movie that people look back and go, that was an amazing scene. Because as they're yelling at me, and I'm kind of feeling pressure, and I know I screwed up. But I'm just at a point where I'm tired of being yelled at by these three raging maniacs, the two owners and Dennis. And I know I'm wrong, but I can't say anything. And they're like, and the owners are like, how are they even enjoying the show? And and I'm like, wait a minute, you can't say that. Like, how do you know that they're not going to enjoy this show? And as I'm saying that, in between me and them who's standing across from me, they push in a freaking hospital bed with the person oh laying God. down. Tara, am I lying? Nope, I was there. I and was they just, their eyes bug happened. out of their head. Like, this was like, you couldn't make this up. They were on, this person was on a hospital bed that they pushed in and they pushed past me and they're just doing like this, pointing like they can't even say anything. <laughs> like, how is this person going to enjoy this show? And I just walked away. Because I was like, there, I, I'm, I've, lo- I've completely lost this argument. There's nothing I can say. I know I've screwed up. <laughs> like I didn't take this into consideration that this show was in a bar. And yeah, and it was. Um, well, and, pretty and bad. the thing is, like, it was I was a big miscalculation on my part. I'll say. I was there with like <laughs> you. You were saying about giving them the tickets, like, and the the thing is, when you were there, it just they were so excited and interacting with us at that day that we went to the day center like i understand why you gave them tickets because right. you wanted to do something because seriously this this and the library tour that we did like two summers later were two of the most rewarding things because you really just got to see how much of an impact something like this makes on other people and we don't like you know when we perform in front of a crowd we hear the fa- you know we hear the fans you know cheer or boo but this was like just seeing firsthand up close and you know just talking to some of them i mean and uh, it was just great you know yeah, like it really was <laughs> there was a couple things that didn't really register the day when i wanted to, them to do something nice for them yeah, yeah. i it mean didn't that's, that's what it me was. that they would completely obliterate the promoter's rule of thumb <laughs> that not 20 percent of the comps you give them will show up but 100 percent. yeah no good like, deed so they, goes unpunished <laughs> they, they, they they literally blew that equation out, <laughs> out of, of that rule of thumb out of the water it yeah. couldn't have been a least a less user-friendly facility like yeah. i mean we run in some different places like it, even the flea market would have been a better yeah. option right next door but the green room was really the worst place for this of to yeah. have taken and, place. and i and the second thing is i never registered that hey if all of these 
you know, special needs or handicapped people mm-hmm. show up in wheelchairs and things like that, that it's going to put their liquor license in jeopardy. Yeah, if someone from the that. liquor board, I yeah. wouldn't even have thought about that. I would now. Doing yeah. Events, <laughs> well, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. <laughs> well, that was like a different kind of flashback Friday. We took a little trip down uh, memory lane there. Uh, it was a great show, though. Like, yeah. you know, they, they really, they everybody really enjoyed it. Time. Everybody had a great time. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, a little bit late, uh, flashback Friday. Um, we, what are some of the things that you look for when you're choosing a Flashback Friday match? Besides Leo Rush. Yeah. <laughs> besides, <laughs> besides that. Typically, it's whatever, like, whoever's, like, in the news of wrestling, like, whoever has some buzz of their name. Yeah. Like, I mean, that that's just my mindset for the whole thing. Like, every, like, at least once a month I have to put a women's match because they're yeah. always popular. Yeah. But, like, even, even this week's, it's uh, Matt Hardy and Luke Hawks. From Shamrock 2014. Oh, that was a banger. Oh, yeah, that TL- was a banger. TLC match. Yeah. 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 So that, like, I was like, you know what? I've seen a couple people, somebody uh, um, on Facebook, they said that was one of the greatest moments in MCW history. I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's put that one up there. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. directly from, like, maybe faithful feedback from mm-hmm. the MCW mm-hmm. fans. You're yeah. like, okay, yeah, you're right. That was a banger. Let's throw that up. Yeah, like, the all the people that from Last Call who put, like, their greatest moments, I just went through and I was like, okay, that match, that match, that match can go, that match can go, that can go up there. Just, yeah, anything that'll get, that may get some buzz. Yeah. So with that said, to all of our uh, 106 followers on Twitter... <laughs> John is watching not only the Facebook user comments, mm-hmm. but you're looking at the MCW cast Twitter. Mm-hmm. So let's get those followers up, continue supporting us, and speak to our director, John Rollins, and let him know what you want to see maybe as a Flashback Friday. Mm-hmm. And any additional content, because that's the thing I, I give credit. That's This is kind of me, John, and Diaz. Not me, because I don't, I don't do any of the editing, and it's just <laughs> not my thing. But we, the three of us are always on a chat about increasing the content. And I feel like mm-hmm. in the last year, just the content for the YouTube page, I feel like we got one of the best like YouTube pages out there for oh, independent 100%. wrestling because it's so many different types of content. Uh-huh. It's mm-hmm. like match highlights, the podcast. Um, you know, flashback Friday matches, the backstage passes, which we've, mm. you know, in the last quick couple clips. months implemented mm-hmm. the quick clips. So I, I feel like we try to have a variety of content. Um, and, I, you know, I scan around to a lot of the different independent wrestling YouTube pages and they don't they don't have as much of a variety. So. Make well, sure we have a lot of history, too. Yeah, we make have sure that 23 years. Yeah. We, uh, Steve and, and John were, were always watching. Um, to kind of see and get take ideas to try to get thing people watching. Mm-hmm. So those so. algorithms that you keep. Uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for you, Dan, if it wasn't for you, I would not be uh, smartened up to all of the different things that YouTube looks at, and that has helped me immensely in uh, all of our other avenues. So I do. Well, it's TubeBuddy. I can't, you know, like TubeBuddy. If anybody's doing a YouTube channel, TubeBuddy is what it's called. I think. Buddy. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's a great extension and very educational. I can't remember. I just – Dennis could tell you because I just put it on the credit card. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just put it – I just like, oh, man, this is good. I saw, like, it had good reviews and saw other YouTubers mm-hmm. that, like, put it over. But it's a great extension to get if you – because it has a lot of educational videos and it's helped me understand, oh, okay, these are the things you got to do. Because one of the things that's important we found – is not is is getting your so you hit all the right algorithms so that you become a suggested and anybody knows that do YouTube mm-hmm. so if someone's watching 
you know, Leo Rush from a, you know, Defy Wrestling or whatever, like in Seattle, whatever he goes for, if they're in Seattle and they're watching that match, that maybe one of our matches will pop up of Leo Rush in their suggested videos. That's one of, that's how you really grow your channel. That's one of the most important things in TubeBuddy is, it's just really a great, it's a great um, product. You know, it's not much. I don't know, maybe, you know, 10 bucks a month or something. I can't even remember. But it's definitely worth it because it's <laughs> helped me, you know, kind of pass stuff on to these guys about, hey, I watch this video and this is, you know, and it's and it definitely works. We can see it in, in certain videos and we can see when, that's the cool thing when we see like a video just really hit an algorithm that takes off and we're looking like, good Lord, like that freaking video exploded. Those are oh, some yeah. of our favorite conversations you know, yeah. when yeah, you just hit the group chat with, Boys, yeah. that Scarlet Bordeaux <laughs> just hit 2K. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. well, it definitely helps when, like, when you have those little tips and then he can change, like, how he does the graphics or how I edit videos. Yeah, because that's it. It's kind of yeah. like the three of us on YouTube because Diaz, if the thumbnails and graphics, that's Steve, that's his. You edit the video. I go in and look for the com. you know what I mean, the mm -hmm. comments and the tags. And we kind of all, we're all, you know, jumping back in and, you know, one of them uploads. I say, give me a thumbnail. I'm doing the tags. And it's, you know, the three of us, the YouTube channel is kind of like our thing. Well, don't you forget know? Mr. Larry Legend because he also <laughs> provides some invaluable advice when he's looking through the content. You know, uh, we had a conversation the other day about yeah. the end cards and it, right. it, mm -hmm. it went to a whole thing. And that's one of my favorite things about uh Learning, we, none of us knew how to do any of this when we started. Yeah, I didn't know anything about the soundboard or streaming, or any of the procedures that we do when it comes to getting this. And now we just show up, and it's second nature. When we first started, it was like we were all stressed out. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what we were doing, how to do it the right way, and eventually we just started learning as we went. And now, which I think we can all be very proud of, is the fact that. People want to be on the show. Oh, when yeah. they're mm. asked to be on the show, they feel like uh, a sense of pride that they've made it. And yeah. that is even far beyond being – if I could make it about myself for a second. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people like to say, oh, man, I can't wait till I'm put on a poster. But now I get to be put – I put every poster out there. I don't need to have my face on there. It's mm -hmm. my work that's being represented mm. there. And if it wasn't for – you and you and you <laughs> and you providing that support structure, you know, for all of this. I don't know what I would be doing. So big ups to all of you guys. I appreciate it. Well, and this team right here, too, one thing to say about it, not just like <clears throat> we for a couple months after the shutdown and the pandemic, we were just kind of floating and nothing was happening. Yeah. And it was kind of everybody here that was like, hey, we, we got to do something. And to be honest with you, it was more you guys lighting a fire under me <laughs> because I was just kind of I felt punch drunk yeah. and confused yeah. because I was thinking of the financial stuff because I've talked to you guys about it we as a company we ended up getting one of those small government loans that they put out you know um, to make to make sure you get through because from a business like I've been doing me and Dennis have been doing wrestling shows and we were kind of it was so confusing that like how can all of a sudden you be told you can't operate your business and you can ha and you think you're in a safe spot because you have multiple streams of revenue, you have a couple different things going on, but all those streams are cut off and you literally can't operate. So I was in a, and like time was going by the first couple months mm -hmm. where I was kind of just like, God, we got to be opening back up soon. 
we got to be opening back up. So it was like I was only thinking about that. And it was kind of like you guys and John and Steve stepped in and started like oh, kind of can I, can I you know, this for yeah. Yeah, John, yeah, go ahead. John, you and me and, and Sarah, we all just said, you know what? We're going to make content because we I went rogue. We had a yeah, conversation. So that's what I'm saying. What I'm, well, I'm yeah. trying to give you guys the pat on the back to say it was you that like got me fired up again because I was just I was I was punch drunk. I I didn't know I didn't know how to move forward. Well, I really didn't. And there was other no stuff idea. going on, too, because RJ was really sick. Yeah, you know, he's, was, yeah. uh, you know and, mm. and so there was a lot going on. And like for me, I just needed somebody to like just say, hey, what do you do? You think we could film something at training one night? You know, and that was. Yeah, no, that for the um, MCW unveil that like that was the first thing that we had done. And then you two came with the idea <laughs> of doing breakthrough. And I was like, I, I'm on board. And we, we need so to get stuff out there. Dean and we're like, hey, do you think it'd be cool if we like film some stuff around nine o'clock on a training night? We won't disrupt anything and he's like oh okay and, and then do what I'm you like, want to do. we'll just post it and let Dan look at it. I mean some of the stuff was kind of you know interesting but we were just we just had to do something and for me I needed it as something to take my mind off of things mm-hmm. you know like I needed something to look forward to each week or I needed something like that so you know even though we knew that the stuff we were doing wasn't gonna like go up on rage TV or anything like that but we just wanted to do something like we and we did the stuff we were doing you know when we went rogue we were putting it together production wise the same way we would a show like we did the lights we did the stage Mm. we had trons we did all of it and we were like all right we're just doing it for us basically yeah Yeah. you guys came up with the first with the rebrand of breakthrough Mm -hmm. which actually probably helped us in uh putting together bruiser strong the original right so yeah 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 (laughs) i think after we did that show it was really we got thrown into the deep end because mm-hmm. um, none of us knew how to do any of that stuff and it was a mad dash to debut and uh, we were all really stressed out to make sure that the editing was good that it was uploaded correctly that it was going to premiere and that entire day it was just that was the most stressful yeah. thing that I've ever put myself through but after that I feel like if we ever have a situation like let's just say what we were talking about before last call um, we can handle anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> we did the Bruiser Strong show and knocked it out the park. That was our most viewed content ever. I think mm-hmm. we've got 20,000 views on it yeah. so far. If we can manage to get that and make that work, we can do anything. Yeah, and I – well, let we take a break and come back and, I'll, mm-hmm. and, and get back into this, you know, because there's something else I want to throw in here. Too. Yeah, and I definitely want to hear more from our producer, Steve. Mm-hmm. So uh, stay with us, MCW Faithful. We'll be back with you on the other side of the break. Show your support for the MCW cast while sporting some great gear by going to teespring.com slash stores slash MCW cast. You can pick up a full line of official MCW cast merchandise from coffee mugs and face coverings to t-shirts and sweatshirts. Visit teespring.com slash stores slash MCW cast. <clears throat> All right. So we're back and um, I we were kind of talking and we back and forth before we went to break um i guess that's what i was trying to say is to like you i guess you three meaning um you know john tara and steve like you know i appreciate and thank you for kind of stepping up and doing that everything to kind of like light the fire because i really was i was i've always been confident in running mcw like i always knew like i knew wrestling and i felt like i was in a good position as like the leader and with dennis like we have a you know, me and Dennis work really good together. But during that time, it was the first time where I, I had no idea how to pull us out mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because I was so lo- – everything was so confusing in the world. Mm-hmm. 
we didn't know what was going on when we were going to be, you know, the school, you know, you're getting hit, you know, schools, birthday parties, it's all shut down yeah. shows. We got this grant that we, you know, a, a loan that we had to take from the government. And I just had no idea how to pull us out. So that's where you guys, the core kind of here came together and just, you know, randomly started filming stuff and <laughs> throwing <laughs> and it up I on Facebook. Going. And I was like, then I was like, I don't know, like something triggered and was like, yeah, we just, we got to do something. But then even to get, that's what I wanted to get to mm-hmm. that bruiser show. I know I was probably not the easiest guy to deal with during that. But because I was, we were essentially being threatened by the athletic commission. Yeah. Um, and to give it to them, probably because I'm sure the pressure that they had on them from a state level and nobody knows. But it's like, man, there was all these rules. And it was confusing because it's like, well, we can, wait a minute, we can have the school open. We can have guys perform. But you're telling us technically we can't. Right. We can't mm-hmm. do a show. You know what I mean? Or we can yeah. do a show even without any fans there. And that's what and by that point we're a year into yeah. people being programmed seeing wrestling without fans in it. You know? Yeah. So <clears throat> I kept coming to you with all these different scenarios. Well, what if we do it this way? What if we do it this way? And you're like, Stop, they're not going to go for that. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, I just, what if yeah, we just what yeah. if we go to Louisiana? What if we go to Florida? Like and I, we I were was like desperate. I do remember I mean, mentioning yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> We were I was talking about that. throwing anything to the wall. Well, we were talking with a building stick. in West Virginia. Yeah, at one we point. were. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, anything. You know, and at one point, and then um, you know, it was, and we even they had checked with the West Virginia, um, the West Virginia Health Department, and then it was like a matter of of like things they wanted because then they wanted all these extra insurances. So yeah. that's the thing. Once we got to a point, it was like, holy crap, man, it's going to cost this much money, you know. To, yeah. to film some stuff to put on. Anyway, we figured it out. We got to it. We finally got to on a point of approval. Um, and, the, you know, the Bruiser Strong Show thing. And then it came into the podcast. And then here we are. But really it was you guys because there was a point where we were stagnant for yeah. six months going into it. And, and you know, because I just – I didn't know how I, – I, I had no idea how to move forward or how mm-hmm. to start moving forward. And that content was kind of how we got up and running again. You know, was the kind of it picked us back off our feet, off mm-hmm. our feet, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. here we are. So, well, I remember during that time, I was talking to you a lot, Dan, about what other promoters that I had worked for were doing, and Tara, with your suggestion mm-hmm. of packing up and going to Florida and, and New Jersey, finding those yeah kind of states that were willing to allow gatherings right. still of a large capacity. Uh, was was key, and then also the other thing we talked about was the, the idea of these closed doors. Like TV tapings, right? Mm-hmm. No which crowd, I, right? Which yep. is what I really feel like breakthrough kind of evolved mm-hmm. into, and also a way to kind of highlight all of our students right. who had paid their tuition, had come to train, mm-hmm. and you know there there needs to be some payoff. It can't just so, be because the school yeah. was reopened. Shockingly, after about, we what? had a great year with no, we gosh, reopened yeah. June twenty fourth of twenty twenty. We so, reopened June twenty fourth so, yeah. or twenty third. Yeah. So, so when, we, when was a shutdown mid March? Mid March. Yes, yeah. we were close. So three months. So really, only the school was open back up after three months. A Birthday sh- parties a year. We were before. They were. Yeah, I think a I did a couple over the summer just to kind of test the waters, but people it was, just weren't really interested. Yeah, we had, the really, ten, we had the tent outside. We had. A, and everything. We tried a tent outside. We tried lots of different things because there, it was just we were trying to get a feel for it, you know, and figure out how we could do it. But there really wasn't a ton of demand there either, so we kind of just we were able to put things together and stuff like that. So yeah, it was. 
it was a process for sure. But shockingly, tons of people were registering as students to learn how to be a wrestler, you know, which I thought was kind of fascinating, but also really cool. <laughs> you know, yeah, like I was surprised. To it, all those students that uh, have come through and to all the students that will be coming, it's more than just training at the school. It could be any facet of this business. It could be mm -hmm. the production like video. It could be audio. We have Danny Mays doing our voiceovers. So it's more than just mm -hmm. yeah. There's so many. Terry, Terry, you've said it before that yep. uh, like most people like when they come through the doors, they won't make it they in won't the make ring. It. But if you want to be a part of the business, we'll find a place for you. Yep, I tell every when like when we <clears throat> were shut down and the only thing open was the school. I would talk to every single training class. You know, uh, Dean and I were handling that, and um, I would tell every single group of students. If you want to be here and have something to contribute, we will find something for you. Like you, you're not you're not all going to be wrestlers. And it's not going to be for everybody, and that's <laughs> nope. okay. I try to tell people the same thing. Too. Yeah, Look, it's okay. So you told me it's years ago. Yeah. 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 Not everybody's going to be a wrestler. I wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah. I John started training. Yeah. I was going to be a wrestler, but you know what? I broke my neck three years in, and that changed things. I did wrestle again. Yeah, you did wrestle quite you know, a bit. I, I, mean, I, I did. Mean, okay, you know. but I loved being a manager. I loved being a commissioner. I mm -hmm. loved doing all of it. I loved doing this. I like handling the backstage stuff. You know, like I think that it's it. There's something of value in doing something that you love, no matter what it is. Like I could have, when I got hurt, I could have been bitter and been like, "Oh, I I got hurt and I'm not coming back." Because lots of people do lots that. Lots of people do lots that. Lots of people do that. But I couldn't. It was like like I was crying. Yeah. I was like, "What do you mean I can't wrestle right now? What do you mean it's gonna take 18 yeah. months to heal?" I was beside myself. And there's people that get that. Like, so you were doing it. You had an injury, but there's there's people that get it and get like. Dreams and, and things like that can change and they can evolve. Mm -hmm. um, and there, I've seen, you know, we've talked about this. And there's people that will get mad at themselves just because they start training for a couple weeks and realize, hey, look, it's not ballet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we can talk and we can talk about how the business is and it's a work and it's so much more out of the closet. Look at how we kind of, we're out of the closet now. We got the curtains pulled back. It's so freaking hard to do this from yeah. a performance standpoint in the ring. So much so that when I came back for a couple years ago in my forties, <laughs> it was like, I don't know how I did this in my 20s. This is freaking hard, and it hurts, and I, it hurts. And well, it didn't I, help cue the dog broke your ribs. It didn't help the cue the dog <laughs> broke my ribs. But, it, but just in general, being in the ring, I was like, I want no parts of this. I don't know whether I just I, – I, I, you know, I'm not as tough as I used to be. That probably has a lot to do with it. Father time kind of creeps up on us all. But I was just like – you know, you people like <laughs> you hear people talk about like not wanting to get out of the ring. I'm like, yeah, I couldn't wait to get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I haven't taken like, a bump since June 2019. And I'm thinking that's probably the last time I took a bump. Yeah. So. <laughs> so but there's so many. Uh, and now here I am at almost 50 years old. We're talking about that last call. Like, man, I got the biggest rush. After that show was over and everything, we pulled that off like. As big a rush as I ever would have had performing in the ring and being part of it. Like you learn and you, you know what I mean? That your passion evolves and there's no reason to not. I, I don't, anybody that ever comes to me at the school, even if wrestling isn't for them, I, I don't ever want them to walk away. And John's literally the perfect example of, I've never had anyone working in MCW doing like videos and, and making the packages and stuff. 
in 23 years that's as good as you. Like, Thank you. you. I appreciate that. A complete gift that some you're probably going to work for one of the major companies one day, and you're probably going to make a living doing this. And like that gift wouldn't have been discovered if you would have just walked away and been like, "Yeah, Mm -hmm. this just wrestling wasn't for me." Mm -hmm. And um, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew Carr. Yeah, you know who was here. That was actually somebody that you that you mentioned. I had to look them up. And and he worked for WWE. Yeah, Mm -hmm. as a cameraman, he was a wrestler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and realized wrestling just wasn't his thing. Yeah. And um, he still did birthday parties for a while, though. Yeah. He would come and do birthday parties just because he loved it and didn't want to lose that. And that was before he had gotten hired by WWE. So, you know, it was it was I was so happy to see him at last call. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to see him. Yeah. It was yeah. great to see him. It was great to see him back. Prime yeah. example. Hey, oh, the real quick. <laughs> like, I remember I always busted his chops. Like the one mistake he made was, well, he didn't make a mistake because I didn't throw him under the bus, but. We had, he had ju- he had he had so he was really good at production, filming and doing our filming. But you know, you you have a talent like the video packages and all you put together. Like we should talk about some of the stuff you did for Last Call. <clears throat> but um, we had had trouble that at that time, like getting the filming and keeping the filming. Mm-hmm. But so then he. He gave WWE, put me on the reference to call, and they called and had like an hour-long interview oh, wow. with him. They mm. interviewed with me about him, and I'm thinking, I should really say this guy's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's like you can keep him, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I joke with him. I was like, uh, I was like, but obviously I didn't, and he got the job. Right. Mm. But I was like, man. We're gonna lose Andrew <laughs> as our as our filmer. You know what I mean? Yeah. As our cameraman. No, this guy sucks. He's a sexist. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, he's great, and and obviously he got the job. But yeah, so it's it's just there is so many opportunities, and because I know how much I I'm almost fifty years old, and I love this crap as much as I did when I was eight or nine watching Hulk Hogan against the Iron Sheik. So I just don't think you should walk away. Just because maybe in the ring isn't for you, because right. there's so many other opportunities. Yeah, mm. uh, Steve, you're juggling both things. You're <laughs> the only one at the table who's actively still wrestling, <laughs> wrestling <right. laughs> and um, you know, so you have to juggle putting, you know, preparing for your matches, training, doing that, plus all of the other things that you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So I don't ever want to hear anybody else saying that they put in the work that I do. Yeah. <laughs> dude, <laughs> show, show dates are hell for you. Yeah, I, I know. They're bad. But I managed to get it done and I do Like in the, the Tron screens and the graphics yeah. and mm-hmm. the thumbnails and the match graphics that you see before the show. and the All show the posters, posters. everything. Yep. Yeah, like if it's got an image the, on it, it probably came from him. Well, you yeah. know what? This is all your fault, Tara. I know. <laughs> you were the one. And by the way, I'm also going to pat you on the back, uh, Dan. If it wasn't for you... Uh, first saying that I was now working for you, it acted like it was almost like I got signed by WWE. Everybody was posting, saying congratulations. You know, they, they it, it almost sounded like to them that I got signed by WWE. And everybody was just over the moon about it. And I came through, and the last gentleman that did our graphics, he did a great job, but uh, I'll do a little bit greater. <laughs> I'll say, yeah. <laughs> Your your love of symmetry drew me our, to our you. Love of symmetry, <laughs> and you took it to Dan, and you said, "Dan, we got to use him. Why don't we just give him a chance?" And one thing I can always say about this place is that if you stick around and you put in the work, mm-hmm. you will get a phone call or you'll get a text message saying, "Hey, um, I've got this guy. You know, you're very well connected. You know a lot of people, and we would like to present you with this opportunity." And whenever that phone call or that text message comes through, it's just. Let's go. Let's do it. It's not even a not even a discussion. Let's make it happen. Mm. Well, you know, no matter what anybody does, I think the only thing I've ever cared is that you care.
right. for the right mm-hmm. reasons. Mm-hmm. Not um, <clears throat> and it, Fifty-eight, fifteen. Okay, we're pulling it back. <laughs> pulling it back, baby. What time wise? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm talking. No, no, we're no, talking no, about the S word. The what? You just said the S word. You know, yeah. Okay, yeah. So sorry about that. I'm writing time the time stamping it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have my pencil with me. I'm sorry. So yeah, that was really. What was I talking about? I just got. I get that people care. You want to make sure that people, yeah, that people care. That you actually care. Not like there's always been a thing, and I. Like from a wrestling standpoint, and I, I mean, I probably shouldn't say this because then I'm like kind of tipping my hat, but like local wrestlers that don't work for me, um, the worst thing, and I, I'm not going to bury anybody, but I could name a dozen people that, that haven't worked for me or maybe, you know, maybe worked, did like one match because they said like the worst thing you could say to me that like, I just, I like, I'll ask them like, what are your goals? Like, where do you want to be in the business? And they'll say like, Oh, I just I'm, I'll be happy if I just wrestle for you. <laughs> oh yeah, you would. You will. Then I don't want you because I want people that want to wrestle at WrestleMania. Ambition, you know, mm-hmm. or for AEW. You, the people that have a passion. Yeah. For that have that's passion right. For yeah. that, like I don't want this to be your stop. Whether it's Andrew and production, or you guys, one mm-hmm. of you guys, eventually ending up with something, you know, moving up the chain. I just want you to care and love wrestling right. as much as I And not do. just tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, not just say that. From a wrestling standpoint, if you're just an indie wrestler, that that's, you're happy with just sharing with your friends a picture on Facebook that you wrestle for MCW, I don't, you know, want you, I want I want you to re- want to wrestle at Madison Square Garden or, you know, WrestleMania or AEW or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, Impact. That's, you know what I mean? I want, I, I just want this to be, I want you this to be, you in your mind, this you, you you love it here and you want to be here, but this is just a rung on the ladder. That you yeah, wanna, a you step know. in the road yeah. or uh, the rung, yeah. And I know between me and John, none of us are going to main event WrestleMania, but uh, I'm pretty sure that you will be able to have a highlight video or a I was going to say, video. you never know because Dean made a comment about uh, just the past WrestleMania with Undertaker and AJ Styles that it was theatric. Yes. So he was like, <laughs> this could be your moment to be on WrestleMania. I was like... Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's see if we have another pandemic, and let's see what happens. Well, this is, Steve, this has also led you to um, a career change as well. Um, do you want to tell us about the things that you're working on too? Well, thanks to the thanks to all of the uh, people here and uh, Dan specifically, I'm now doing uh, thumbnails for the Save with Conrad podcast network, and it's actually been going on for a full year now. And because of that, I've been able to kind of parlay that into other opportunities. Um, so I'm also doing some work for Chris Jericho, also doing some stuff for Brad Shaw. Um, Are you doing stuff with Jericho? Yes. Yeah. With oh, yes. his podcast and mm-hmm. all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Winnipeggers. Winnipeggers mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, the gentleman that I talk to, my go-between, uh, he's always hitting me up. Uh, hey, would you like to do something for this? Or hey, would you like to do something with that? And it's always a interesting thing because you know this, Tara. Uh, literally, we have no time to do anything. <laughs> I know. And I keep finding more stuff to do. <laughs> I know. And then eventually what happens is we get a couple of emails in Basecamp going, hey, we need this stuff done. And then it's, hey, d- please don't forget to do this thing. And then I get a text message going, did you get my Basecamp? Yeah. Trust me, it's not for, it's not, it's not that I'm trying to duck you or, or, or anything like yeah. that. It's just, no, a I lot just, of our free time is spent talking about wrestling. <laughs> no, and, and so. I just like not trying to harass you, but I, 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 I know how. 
it can get lost. Oh, absolutely. No, gosh, like, yeah. I've even gotten to where, like, I try to – and, look, it, you talk about, like, the wrestling and, and it – man, there's the last couple weeks there – like, I can very easily get my sleep schedule because I got real estate and then my daughter in school. But, man, I can get sucked down a rabbit hole working on, like, MCW YouTube stuff or, or laying out matches and stuff. <laughs> and you've spoiled I- us, actually, with, with your layouts. I wish that I could template that and then give it to the other people that I work for because sometimes it is. What do you mean for like matches and for, stuff like for everything? Like the like formats, I, yeah, the well, formats so of everything. I need these people on here. I need these. People this person on this front thing. and center. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then we, we need to swap this person out with this person. Well, I kind of have an idea. Like one of the things, like too, it's funny we're having this conversation. It's been a conversation in wrestling. Um, I try to think of. Um, I try to think of like our posters and stuff. I try to think of diversity. Absolutely. You know, I try to think of like African American. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, diversity. And I try to think please. of showing diversity, and I think you know. And then you know, again, pulling the curtain down for seven or eight years, I didn't have anything at all to do with the booking or the um, the creative on the shows because I had just after like twelve years of doing it, I was burnt out so like when rj but it's also something that um there's like a formula that you know works like you know things work and it's hard to find people that like you know what i mean like we've talked like you know cradle had did the booking and it just uh you know sean cradle people that know that was a part of us i just like he did it for a couple years but he didn't really do it because i was stepping in it's not saying anything about sean but like i i just think for someone that wasn't actively wrestling and didn't really have a lot of sure. experience mm-hmm. he didn't really fully grasp it so i was always like jumping in on creative and then like joe hamilton oh, yeah. so i was the like joe hamilton days i remember those yeah <laughs> the longest run really was rj and dean yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this like last five or so. and i kind of got spoiled because even like there's so much stuff um, and even the last year or two, like, are there so many things they, I would ask them, why are they doing this on a show or why are they doing that? Um, and <clears throat> they would, a- and I would know because I was like, they, that's how I would think. That's how I would have booked it. Just, well, they were my, you know, they were yeah. kind of sat under my learning tree for so long. So, but I, I didn't have to think about it. So now this last like couple months and, been- and like, we're, I'm getting, you know, input, but it's weird, man. Like I was like, I forgot about this part of my brain where sometimes I'll wake up and then for three hours from two in the morning to five in the morning, I'm on the computer and I'm laying out the next couple shows and how we can go with this or that. And I'm like, I forgot about that part of my brain that was shut off for years. It feels good now to flex your creative muscle. Yeah. yeah oh, like that's say, not going to lie. We around coming up with breakthrough stuff at night. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, so that's pretty much what I, we all my videos, <laughs> I always get them, like, my best thoughts at nighttime when I should be in bed. Like, I can't tell oh, you the God. last couple months, like, I'm in bed and it's like, there, I've got it. And I'm just about to sleep and all of a sudden I'm like, oh. Oh, like, yeah, I mean, like yeah. what? Right. I thought of something, and then I'm dexting. I know I'm downstairs. If then I gotta go to sleep for an hour and get up and take my daughter to school, like what did I do? And I had a yeah. real estate right. appointment, and I just sat up for four hours thinking about, mm-hmm. and then I'm sending stuff to you guys, like mm-hmm. all this or changing this match graphic. <laughs> like, I'll, like I mean? I'll start uh, making videos at like ten at night, and mm-hmm. then come to bed at five, and my wife's like. 
are you just coming to bed? What were you doing? You know exactly what I was doing. Yeah. I was yeah. making yeah. videos. Right. I was getting yeah. the show ready. You know. Yeah. There's the yeah. passion. You I, know? It, yeah. We'll wake up in the morning and be like, what did we just talk about? Why didn't we write all that we down? We down. just put oh, the yeah. whole entire <laughs> show in our heads and we didn't write it down. And that, it is yeah. the worst when that happens it, it and is. you think of stuff and you don't. That's why I'll jump up and run downstairs and like get on base camp. Uh, there's been a couple of times where I've gotten like a one or two o'clock in the morning text message from Dan going, look at this video. It's got 15,000 views. Yeah, I was why are they messaging at two in the morning? <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, this is colorful and this is it, this is it, and this thing freaking took them. off. Yeah, you know what I mean. You I mean it's a rabbit hole, man. It is a rabbit. It's and that's a lot that YouTube. It is. You go in, you go in for that pay. You, you get your own dashboard and you go in and it breaks down all these mm -hmm. analytics. Mm -hmm. the, and one of the things that's blown me away is like, we have more viewers in India than in the United States on our Oh, yeah? Channel. Yeah. We're over in India. I'm like, you know what I mean? I wonder why. Why are we I'm going to India? <laughs> Probably no time soon because they're really getting beat up. Like say, oh, gosh, yeah. Ooh. And I yeah. know for a fact, John, you probably feel the same way, too. There's a sense of pride yeah. when you have oh, a yeah. Yeah. banner attached to the work that you do. And just to have not only, like, the, the, the content that we put out constantly being shared, mm. we're always telling the, the new students that come through as well, hey, it's not just being able to hit cool moves or tell a story in the ring. It's about being a promoter. It's promoting mm -hmm. yourself, promoting the brand that you're on. And then that goes even beyond just professional wrestling. That's, that enters the realm of everything that we're doing online. And now more than ever, content is king. And to be able to come through and say, hey, I got an idea for this. And then we have some students that come through and say, hey, I have a background in this. I've done this before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just all of us are working together to, pr to, to produce a product that ourselves would like to watch. Because I know there's a lot of times where we'll have conversations about a really bad poster that you've seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something terrible that we've seen on TV yes. or something that maybe wasn't that There's creative a lot of bad wrestling posters out there. Oh, yes, God, we, yeah. we yeah. love yeah. to look at the bad wrestling posters. I don't know if he still does it. Is friend request Chris Cruz. <laughs> on, do you know Chris no. Cruz? He no. used to be a WCW ring announcer. Yeah, he's the guy who took oh, AEW do down. It's oh, the reason that, that AEW is. will never be back in Baltimore. Oh, thanks, but Chris. whatever. Appreciate I mean, oh. well, I, I didn't mean to Debbie down the whole. I got news for you. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's changing. Oh, Super good. Oh, thank God. Good. Thank <laughs> goodness. Yeah. So, okay. Um, but, the, yeah, but he did, like, I haven't seen it. I'm not uh, on Facebook as much, like. You're better but he, off. He always would do like <laughs> yeah. he would do it. It was doing it at one point like of the day, where it was like heart, awful wrestling poster of the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. I do was, remember those. And yeah, he was doing them a lot during the pandemic, and I like it became to be something like I actually look forward yeah. to because I'd be like, <laughs> look a at a and like there's no like there was actually he I went down a rabbit hole because there were times I was like I'd have to look at the website and go. This is so bad <laughs> that I think it's fake. I think someone <laughs> said, oh, no. how can right. I Band make made. a fake? Like, so it's probably a fake. So I'm going to go look and look up the website on it. Just And I'll be like, oh, my God. Is it's it real? Really? Yeah. Right. Really a promotion. Like In that, that group that, chat, that you, drove, so you dropped that one poster where it was obviously the joke, where it was like, here's the ticket sellers, and here's the WWE guy who's yeah. like 20 years ago, the photo that they put yeah. up there. And everybody is in different, like, uh, con uh, – <laughs> Different like lighting situations, and right? It's just no consistency. Yeah. Bad yeah, filters good. applied. Mm -hmm. Like, oh that goodness! Good. Is that just sick pleasure for us? Because you said that you like to look at uh, bad posters. 
I like to look at bad hype videos. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's some kind of sick pleasure. They're, yeah, we're kind of masochists. I mean, you know, <laughs> wrestling kind of goes hand in hand. Well, I'd said to you to use it as like a, a way to get new uh, new business because you just contact these terrible, you know, people who put out these terrible posters so and say, saying, hey. Yeah, <laughs> so instead of saying, hey, man, that, that poster's terrible, literally just link my uh, yeah. Instagram on there and go, but but I, hey, could have. But I got to imagine that some of them, if they're actually utilizing a poster that bad as a show poster, they probably don't have any interest in paying for <laughs> paying, right. That's but, the thing. That's nev- the reason they're so bad. But you sh- never bad. know, yeah. though. You yeah, never like know. Brother, like, I mean, yeah. They might, you know, they might not know just how bad things are, you know, and then, oh, well, They're just looking maybe. just to sell tickets. Steve they're like, oh, this is good. Steve, <laughs> Steve subtly told me this with thumbnails because we have a PicMonkey account. Uh-huh. But it's really, a, it's PicMonkey's a great like website for photos cheap too like a good plug it's like i don't know 40 bucks a year but i like for resizing stuff real quick for like instagram because sometimes Mm -hmm. we get our photos and they're too big it's nice and i use it for real estate but um sometimes if there's been like stuff that hasn't been um a thumbnail up and i'll just go on and i'll try to make one because they kind of have something (laughs) that you can and then like two days later, it's a different thumbnail, and I just don't say anything to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like, you? I'm no, sorry. Yeah. I, thought was, I thought it was John. But I don't. No, no. I, I like, okay, he was subtly telling me that thumbnail was awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just changing it. Like, but Respectfully. I know, yeah, Steve, but I don't care. Yeah. Respectfully. But, you know, I'm, I'm not trying like, to step on your, st- on your toes, Steve, because I, no. I have no, no yeah, chance. I saw, I saw the all. one. All love and respect, though. I saw one, and it had... I don't know, a little emoji of, like, a surprise face, which I well, – <laughs> admittedly, I, we're all learning. We're all learning. Admittedly, I was using that, too, with some of the Conrad stuff. But then I kind of – I TikTok is the greatest resource of information for anything. And I looked up graphic design fails, and literally the top one was don't put emojis on the, on the thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I remember I some one. of your early ones. Yeah, yeah but it's a learning yeah. process. We yeah. don't know until like we, we know. And then yeah. that's the beauty of mm-hmm. this place. We're constantly learning. And then on top of that, when we go to other places mm-hmm. out of state, we pretty much like stand back. When I first came here, before I came here, um, everybody was like, man, th- them people up there, they're just so full of themselves. They, they think they know everything. But then when I got here and then realized, wow, Actually, they do know. <laughs> they do know what they're talking about, and you know we carry that along with us. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it bought it made what. Here's the thing: it's um, they're it's talking about like the talking about um, <clears throat> like the shutdown and not knowing. Like, there's not a lot of really I'm really confident about, but I know wrestling, and I'm good at at wrestling and creating pro wrestling, and I care about it and love it. I'm not just in it. It's not about an ego ego slap on the back. Where that comes off, the, the people that say that are people that don't have that same passion. Mm-hmm. And they just, they're the people that would say to me, hey, I just, I'll be happy if I, all I ever do is wrestle on an MCW show. Well, you're right. not the person I want because you don't have that desire to work for WWE and that's mm-hmm. what I want. It's just a level, it's a certain level we I look for that the only reason people like that outside will say, all those guys are full of themselves is because they're, they're they're probably pretty crappy. They probably don't understand wrestling, yeah. and they don't really want to. <laughs> they don't really have the desire to better themselves. Mm-hmm. Before I got yeah. here, I was surrounded by people, respectfully, that said I didn't need to train. That I was uh, that was fine, you <clears> know. <throat> and when I got here, literally had to unlearn what 14, 15 years of training 
that I got and like built myself up from scratch. And it was more than just the stuff that was in the ring. It was the production of the show. When we sit in on the production meetings now, I now understand why one thing can't happen right after another thing or why mm -hmm. you have to watch the show so you don't repeat stuff. Or when we go to work other promotions and we're like, did they not see they just did the same finish? Or, <laughs> you yeah. know, or, you well, know, maybe just, we are full of ourselves. Well, <laughs> why are there ideas, maybe? Why are yeah. there four championship exactly, matches in a row? Because y'all have wrestled. I see it too. And I'm on production, just strictly production. Oh. I'm just like, why would they do that? that <laughs> like, that made no sense. That just goes to show that the production on our team seems to know a little, I'm not, I'm not trying to say it in this way, but we seem to have a little bit more awareness of what goes into making a good show. And that comes from being under the learning tree and just knowing that based off of all of the experience that you guys have had across all of the different venues and all of the different shows and all the different promotions that once you're around it, once you're surrounded by it, you absorb it. And if you choose to use that knowledge, you know, in other places, then of course people are gonna be like, man, people okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I want two back-to-back -back tag team championship matches let's just do it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's little stuff that i the things that stuck with me over the years that i always kind of relay and pass on and that's one of those things like this it kind of sums up everything you're talking about and we're talking about like people thinking all those guys when i was doing ecw matches going up there with axel and doing the young stuff um <clears throat> Because ECW was on the rise, they were the hot promotion. Like Bam Bam Bigelow, Rick Rude would always, Bubba Ray Dudley, they'd always, you know, guys drilling them, you know, even young guys on the show. And um, I'll never forget the one thing that I, and I've said it so many times over the years, is Bam Bam Bigelow pulled all the young guys aside and said, I just want you to remember this. It was like, and if you remember this, you're going to continue to grow and get better in the business and learn, and, and you're always going to be able to contribute to the business. He said, just don't ever forget what I'm about to tell you. The day you stop learning is the day you think you know everything. Yeah. And, I, and that res has resonated yeah. with me. So that yeah. was in the late 90s, and Bam Bam Bigelow saying that. And he said, you don't forget that. And you'll, and that's what it's about, right? Like always mm -hmm. just learning and bettering yourself and having that passion always better. Mm -hmm. That's just something that always stuck with me, Bam Bam Bigelow saying that. And that's the problem is a lot of these guys and a lot of these indies at any level, they just, they think they know. It's not, they're, they're the ones that are actually have the arrogance because they actually yeah. think they know any, everything right. and they don't projection. know anything. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it's projection. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, that's really what it comes down to, I think. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. Church. Truth. Indeed. <laughs> So <clears throat> I think we're probably getting to yeah. the, end to of the that. nitty gritty, yeah. But one more thing, if I'll say, like this, all this kind of again all wraps up everything. Um, taking this step, like that I've been taking, I said it earlier, we're talking with like Fight TV and IWTV to to get us out on on bigger platforms. Um, a lot of that that's happening because of you guys, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Tara involved, Diaz and John. I never tried to do that, and, like, Jim Ross and all I talked to over the years because he, he had introduced me to Mike Weber years ago from Fight TV. Um, <clears throat> I never had the confidence. I always knew we lacked, and I told mm. you guys, like, we always lacked it. Our, we, I just never felt we found our groove. Like, I felt like it was always a curse that, like, production and the stuff like that, we just never found in a consistent groove where we were able to keep where I would have felt like, okay, um, I can. I feel like I can take this product, the the um, the content 
the the video content of the product, not just the product, but the video content of it, and put it out in front of the world. But I feel that way now. Like not only that, but I feel like we deserve to be there mm-hmm. with every top independent. Um, I feel like you know we deserve our spot to be up there. Excuse me, and be seen by a lot more people, and that's you know I appreciate that because I I don't think I'd be taking the step if if we kind of had, if all of all of these things didn't fall into place a year ago. Maybe that's mm. the silver lining in all of this. We right. appreciate you. Because yeah. I, I was going to say, speaking speaking for both me and Diaz, I think we can both thank you for just at least taking the chance on us and being able to just add to MCW and just doing what we enjoy. Well, I think mm-hmm. we already – I didn't really take a chance. You I think guys you just, just wanted me to shut up. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> you guys just picked the ball up and said, we're just going to do it. And at first I was like, I don't but know about this. you still took the like, chance. Yeah. yeah, but no, I was just kind of like, these guys were right. Like, they <laughs> What time is it? Like, man, maybe these guys are right. This is pretty good stuff. Yeah, I mean, invested in us Um. because we we recommended a couple of things. You know, Mm -hmm. all of this that we have right here, um, you pretty much outsourced us and said, "Hey, find the stuff that we need in order to make this work." Yeah. And the reason why the show looks so good is because we have the iPhones, and the show looks so good is because we have this room and that we have the television set and all of the LEDs. Right, and and that during that time I was able to step <laughs> so back. Like during I, I guess that's the other silver lining. I was able to, and things were just going and going so hard for so long that uh, I never really had this chance to step back, and then you guys would show me something and then I'd be like, I'd look at stuff that was filmed and then no offense, like a lot of the stuff was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> that we were, that, you know, but I didn't even register to see how bad it was until the shutdown. Yeah. And then I like, man, I know our, sh-. but, but like at that time that re it was like, I reassured myself. Yeah. This is why I never tried to go on to fight TV because mm-hmm. we really, this is crap. Um, yeah. You know, but then again, everything kind of comes together. Now I'm like, you know what? No, man, this yeah. is we, we can do it. We, got, yeah. we can yeah. do this, yeah. and we deserve to. And we, but we belong show. there. You yeah. know, what I mean, right. with GCW yeah. and a lot any of the other bigger promotions that are getting it out there, getting that exposure. Like we deserve to be right there with them. One hundred percent. That's, well, that's not, yeah. We're looking to do some work with GCW, either yeah. inside the ring or out. Mm-hmm. Anyone that wants to, to to utilize us, it's not. You know it. Every mm-hmm. morning I wake up to a bunch of text messages and emails saying, I yep. need this, I need that. And, like, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love being uh, uh, tasked to do something that not only did I go to school for, but something that I've done consistently for the past 20 years. And I don't know how you, John, figured out how to make everything work the way that you do, but seeing you do what you do makes me inspired to do. Just watching wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Just strictly watching wrestling. Oh, yeah. And with all that, like, we're, we're here, and we're all here to make ourselves better. We're all here to just put out good product. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and the other thing I think all of this inspired got me refocused is um, I haven't watched WWE in a year and a half to two years. But damn, I am fired up to see Lesnar and Lashley. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. Let's go. You know, we, you, yeah. We're taking that all the way back to last year well, before the Royal Rumble. I remember when you I, did yeah. mention that. I was like, I hope Lashley wins it wow. so he can go yeah. on to Mania to face Brock. Here we are a year later. I was going to say, yep. what a perfect time to bring it up on the year anniversary yeah. of the 100%. cast. 100%. Yeah. 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 I'm excited about that too, Dan. Finally, yeah. we get this matchup. I'm a little worried, but I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know. I'm thinking we might end up maybe at WrestleMania like – Roman, Brock, Lashley, triple threat. Maybe. That would probably, yeah. I think that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Because I was kind of like, man, I thought for sure when I thought set up like 
holy crap, WrestleMania, one or one either night one or night two, Lashley and Lesnar, they're giving it to us. And uh, but now at the Rumble, mm-hmm. but I don't care. I just want to see it. I feel like it's it's the first match in years years that I've actually been like, I really want to see this match. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because of that, I feel that it should also be at Mania. And the thing about it is, is I I hear you, Steve, about it. it'll probably be Roman, Brock, and and Lashley or Dan, if you just said that. But we've never seen the marquee Brock on one side and Lashley on the other. So I wish it could just be that for Mania because. That is just like up there with Andre and Hogan, up there yeah. with Slaughter and Hogan. Yeah, that... People have been asking for it for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know how WWE is. If the people want it, then they're going to swerve them and mm-hmm. give them something different. Yeah, and you <laughs> know what else has changed in the last year, too? Just to kind of – this real quick. Uh, a year ago, you, like I was saying, hey, and they got to give it to Lashley. Like it's got to be his moment. But holy crap, this like comedy side of Lesnar that's come out. Wrestling fans freaking love it. They've been waiting for it. You know, they went from being sick to all you do is people like, oh my God, I love like country (laughs) blockbuster. So I haven't watched, I don't have cable, so I haven't watched WWE stuff. And so we were watching the pay per view Saturday and I said, when did Brock Lesnar become a lumberjack? (laughs) It's happened in like the last couple months, right? But the fans love it and like his promos and he's talking and just being. And what's funny is like, I saw a meme going around is he was like stopping and taking he oh, yeah. all these fan oh, photos. Yeah. There was there's that one video these, of these, him um, doing a video with the fan. Um, like, uh, you know, selfies. people doing selfies mm-hmm. with Brock just stopping. And people are like, Brock Lesnar likes people now. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, Brock Lesnar actually likes, like, the people <laughs> like him, and he likes them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's funny. Because you hear inside the business, you've always heard for years, like, Brock Lesnar just doesn't really like people. Right. No, he doesn't take photos, yeah. rarely, and... Yeah, so, but all of a sudden, he likes people. He put on the flannel and the overalls, yeah. and all of a sudden, he's <laughs> a kinder, gentler Brock. Well, yeah, I didn't know. I was like, what is he? So I didn't get that? it. That's Madcap Moss. That <laughs> yeah. Oh, trust me, my wife, when she saw his hair, I was like, I'm not questioning it. It's Brock Lesnar. I'm not I questioning was, Jack. Well, I didn't fall asleep in the whole pay-per-view, though, did I? I stayed Remember away. we said we were only going to watch one match? One we were match. Go I know. Hawkeye, and we were immersed. I mean... We were probably in, in our. I heard nothing but good reviews about that day it. one, about that pay per view. It seemed like. We were, well, we were there was a one thing. about the graphics. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, they were going over the matches, and I'm like, look, look, I could do this. I could do this on the computer right now. <laughs> Hire me. I, I will say this much. Um, I just noticed uh, the other night I was watching Raw. It seems like they have new fly-ins for the guys. Yeah. Like if it's a matchup mm-hmm. where they're actually yeah. live motion, like AJ's like coming down and doing his flying forearm and yeah. like doing his pose, and then they'll fly the graphic in of Omos like raising yeah. his arms, you know. And I would love to see. That's the stuff I love. We, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. I, I know that I've mentioned it to you, like about like even green screen stuff, where we're just like, how can we make those graphics pop? Yeah. So yeah, we're like we're, something where we're the, slowly working to another level. We're like the trade. You have their backs, and then they both turn and do like a wink yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that with the tag titles and stuff, you know. And all, it all well, goes back <clears throat> to all of us just sitting around spitballing, talking about how to make the product better. Mm-hmm. So all right, well we should probably wrap this. Yeah, I think we should. We should. All right. <laughs> Next week, guys, um, the first episode of the second year, basically, yeah. episode 53. Unbelievable. So. Season two. Yeah, season, season two, two right. of the <laughs> MCW cast. 
So, all right. Thank everybody for being a part of it. Thank you for sticking around with us, uh, joining us on this journey. Dan, thank you so much for the opportunity. Yes, thank you. When you approached us to do this, Mm -hmm. none of us knew how to do it, but (laughs) here we are. Here we are. Yeah, well, thanks for just picking the ball up when I was trying to figure out, uh, you know, when we were even going to be able to open back up again. That's right. Yeah. When I I had hit my, I guess, like a writer's block, I hit my wrestling block. I was at a point where, and Dennis had too, neither one of us really knew what to do to just just to start moving forward again. It was like we were at a dead stop. The car was stalled out. We didn't even know how to jumpstart the car to even get it moving again. So thanks for just kind of, you know bringing over some jumper cables. <laughs> we're always going to be here to give you a jump, Dan. If you're ever stranded, we're here to keep those creative juices flowing. Well, Larry, I'll I'll pass on you jumping me, but that's all right. <laughs> that's a personal decision. Well, <laughs> what kind of jumping are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's our cue that it's probably it's time to take it, to, uh, <laughs> <Indeed> it is. <laughs> we'll have to change the rating on it if we keep talking anymore. But uh, thank you, everyone, for being along on this one-year journey with us. And thank you for checking it out tonight. And we hope you enjoyed this behind-the-scenes um, episode where we pulled back the curtain a little bit and you got to know a little bit more about the whole team that makes this podcast, the MCW cast. You make me